Hey guys, welcome to the Pref and Ref podcast. This is your host, the letter Z. I want to make this in order for you to know what to expect during this episode. It's a very special episode for us, um, specifically um, interviewing someone who I guess you could tell if you listen through the whole episode, I'm a big fan of uh, a YouTuber by the name of Lubu. It's um, a great honor to have him on and I wanted to make sure we covered as much as possible regarding his likes and background information. Um, if you're a gamer, you're going to like this episode. If you're not, or just interested in a little bit of knowing more about who he is, this is a great one for you too. I did want to mention though, we did have some technical difficulties regarding the audio uh, recording software that we normally use. So there's going to be a kind of, I don't know, I want to say a few discrepancies in the very first, I think 20 minutes or so. So if you stick through it, I'm sure that you'll still be able to enjoy it. And if not, you know, no harm, no foul. But I really hope you guys stick through it and, uh, you know, maybe you might have something new to learn from it and something new to like. So without further ado, we'll go from the ad to the episode. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's your host, The Letter Z. Welcome back to the Pref and Ref podcast. As always, we're very happy to have everyone listening. Uh, today's a very special episode. We're going to have a special guest. It's going to be an interview episode. Uh, let's just go ahead and mention who's joining us today. We have our co-host, Demonic. We have our very uh, often host, Void. Hey guys. We have uh, Arcade with us as well, which is our first time on the podcast and helped produce most of this from the very beginning, so we're happy to have him on too. Glad to be here. And of course, our very special guest. If you haven't heard of this man, you will eventually, and you should definitely look him up if you haven't. This man is amazing. His name is Lubu. How is up, everyone? It's good to be and here. We're very happy to be able to do this. Um, so as an introduction for those that have not heard of you possibly, um, can you say a little bit about yourself, maybe a little bit of background on you know who you are and obviously how you maybe you got into YouTube, and that's one of the things they'll know about you when they Google you up. Sure. Um, so I am known as Lubu Fengxian on the uh, YouTube channels. I started YouTube... Um, Actually, way back when it first came out, in like 2006 or something like that, I just kind of put up videos of whatever I felt like doing. Eventually, I just, uh, you know, put up scraps of me playing arcade games with my buddies, eventually going into guild videos, and then putting up compilations of, like, stuff in Skyrim. And But I never really took it seriously. It wasn't until like um, 2015 or so when I started playing Xenoverse that, oh man, all of a sudden the subscriber just goes up because apparently people like watching me act like an idiot on YouTube. That's pretty much how that went. And eventually I got into Fire Emblem Heroes and well, that, the rest is as it goes. I mean, many people must uh, know a lot of details about, you know, your career in, in Fire Emblem Heroes as, of course, Brain Damage is the brand and it, you have a lot of fans everywhere. Um, I don't know if many people know about this, uh, about you, but I think you touched on it, right? You started about, in total, about 13 years ago, right? More or less? Yeah, it was a very long time ago. When it comes to the games that you choose to play, as you mentioned, you kind of play different ones. Was there one that really, you know, made you want to start uploading? Oh, uh, well, I, I kind of play everything that I... Uh, whatever that I'm playing at the time. I, I guess strategy games 
I know, it's kind of ironic given my name. I, I actually like strategy games a lot, so I would end up playing Romance of Three Kingdoms or like uh, Total War or something like that. And of course, recently I've gotten into Ark Knights, so I'm playing that a lot right now. Strategy games, basically, but I play every kind of game. Action games, racing games, sports, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I remember watching your videos playing uh, games like The Witcher 3, and you oh, really give a lot of different genres a, a try as well, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I just like playing games in general. Well, we're very happy to, that, that you are, because otherwise we wouldn't have this kind of content. I know that uh, one of the things that Fire Emblem fans must know about you is uh, the summoning videos are some of your top rated ones and it's probably the ones that I've used personally to uh, indoctrinate some of my friends into <laughs> subscribing and watching you. Really? And, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, is, it inspires us to dig deep into our wallets, man, and find that hidden power to get that gem. <laughs> Those gems, man. Like recently, uh, the new banner that I think a lot of people have been summoning on is the Young uh, the young Heroes banner, right? Yeah. And I don't have to say much, but man, you created a few monsters over the years. Uh, it's It's... It's fun. I, I, I always like building things, you know, building models, building cars, building units. Just building things in general is interesting. Yeah. On the podcast with us, uh, we have Void, and Void has a, he has a fascination with uh, space engineers. Have you ever heard of this game before? I, I've heard of that game. Actually, I, I think I played it for a little bit, but it ended up bugging out for me, so it didn't work out. But I know about that game. I, I wanted to play it. So there's these, these type of games that are like building simulators and more like exploratory ones. I've seen you do a few of those before as well. Um, do you have any influences when it comes to... Things like uh, anime or that you follow? Influences? Hmm, let me think. Well, when it comes to anime and such, I'm, I'm actually pretty old school, you know. I, I haven't really kept up with any newer stuff. And by newer stuff, I mean like stuff that comes out after like 2009 or even just 2000 in general. I am very old school. I, I like to watch the old Dragon Ball stuff, you know, Ranma and stuff like that. But the new stuff, it, it's going to leave me like... I don't know what that is, because I, I, I just stopped watching TV and anime altogether. I mean, I, I guess I do know what they are, but I don't really, like, actually watch it as much or as religiously as I used to. So what was the first anime that you remember uh, encountering? Oh, it was definitely Dragon Ball Z. Come now. That was the best. <laughs> the seed of addiction, they say, right? Yeah, so yeah. I mean, um, I used to watch it with my uh, dad back in Hong Kong, and... Um, we would talk about, you know, their power levels, you know, ooh, what does Frieza's next transformation looks like? Because I'm, you know, at school, I can't stay up to watch TV because Dragon Ball is a violent TV show and they don't let us uh, watch it watch it earlier on. We have to only get to watch it at night. And, of course, I have to go to school, so I can't watch it at night. Very yeah. sad. The other kids in school, did you guys ever talk about, like, Dragon Ball or what happened the last... The last oh, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, we talk about that shit all the time. We talk about it all the time. Oh, man. So what was your, uh, what was your most iconic moment for Dragon Ball? Because each person on the podcast here has, like, a favorite. So what's your most iconic moment in Dragon Ball series? And what's your favorite, you know, how you relate to the most? Oh, come now. Dragon Ball? I mean, I don't know when this became a Dragon Ball podcast, but... Uh, I suppose the most iconic moment, and definitely, definitely the Super Saiyan thing one. Went, like, way back when the old school, when it, when it first actually happened, 
where like every everyone's just freaking out in like um in school i mean i mean i'm talking about like the um the uh, early 90s this was some crazy stuff you're talking about the epic fight between frieza and goku for the first time right yeah of course it, it, okay, so it was the best saga indeed yeah you're not wrong so i have to ask i would be remiss if i don't ask what is your favorite between goku and vegeta what team are you oh oh that's oh that's a harsh question that, that's 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 a really tough question. Hmm. See, I damn it. That's that's I didn't expect to get asked for, about Dragon Ball Z of all things here, but that's a tough question. I uh, see. I, I, I like I like Vegeta because I, I you know well especially the Saiyan and Frieza saga Vegeta because I think he's well he's an asshole. Uh, I kind of <laughs> like a lot of a lot of um. Even back then, a lot of guys like um, like edgy characters. We we like our um, Vegetas. We like our Heyes. We we like our um, Hero Yui's. That sort of stuff back in the day. So what about I, full what, hair? what's that? Oh, sorry, I was gonna say, what about full hair Krillin? Ooh, uh, <laughs> uh, Krillin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Krillin. Uh, well, or he helped. <laughs> he helped. Yeah. So, I mean, I like Goku a lot, but I mean, he he, he he I thought he was cool too, especially, you know, when he as he gets older because um he was cool as a kid, but as he gets older he's cool. But if you're going to ask me about which one I like more, unfortunately, I guess I would have to say Vegeta. I think he as a character, he grew the most in the series. Goku, uh, he, he's always kind of been the same. Well, you get some points from us because uh, I think most of the people in this podcast say Vegeta as well, right? I'm a Vegeta person. Monic? Yep, yep, I'm a Vegeta yeah. person. Yeah. So you may not know this, but on our first uh, couple episodes, we did a lot of uh, talking about am anime. You know, like Samurai Champloo, Samurai. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, you had mentioned you liked it, Monic. It was um, Ronin Kenshin. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Tri and Trigun. These are these are animes you probably saw at some point as well, right? Or do, do, do these of course, probably... huge fan, huge fan of Kenshin. I love that. So let me ask this because I uh, since I've been a subscriber one thing has been very consistent for me I think everybody as they grow up watching anime one way or another you become influenced by your favorite characters or the cast of characters that you watch on a show um, obviously seen as everybody really has a universal love for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and everything Dragon Ball do you do you notice any personality traits that you might have you know maybe absorbed by watching some of these hmm, good question that's a good question I mean I guess acting like a chuni in general or talking about my power levels when I'm summoning and stuff like that would have something to do with it. I don't know about, you know, other things such as brain damage or something like that, but um, I mean, you know, I'm always constantly talking about power levels or fate or something like that along the lines. It's just what it means to be a total chuny. I think you're not alone, man. <laughs> and for sure, you know what? I, I have to say, for me personally, I think I see a lot of qualities from like Goku in you, man, which is really cool. I think every time you, you have a fan, a friend who's also a fan, you, you pick up things about them, you know? I have glasses and I constantly end up fixing them like uh, like uh, Jin does in Samurai Shampoo. I don't know if you've seen, I'm, I'm sure you, I, I think you have, right? No? Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. No, no, it's fine. No, no, Samurai Shampoo is one of those uh, Adult Swim animes that would pop up, you know, just like Trigun at like at midnight when all the kids were supposed to be sleeping, but yet everyone stayed up to watch him, you know? And it's yeah. just that, it's, it, it's a character trait in most of uh, anime where, you know, somebody, they pull up, push up their glasses. Yeah. Did you ever watch like Yeah, yeah, yeah they used their middle fingers to do it. I see it all the time. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, do, do you remember watching anything else like um, Naruto, for example? That's another big one, right? Of course, of course. Definitely watch that. Best season now, is season now. one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The, uh, the Koji Bridge or what was it? The Bridge arc where Zabuza? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. You know, back then it was like, oh, yeah, you know, ninja fights are about skill. Ninja fights about using the proper tools. Ninjas, it's just, it feels more ninja. Whereas later on it turns into, well, more Dragon Ball Z, I guess. Yeah, you can see the influence change a lot. But so in Naruto, do you feel like, I, I want to kind of broaden the spectrum as we go through this because this really helps us and everyone else listening and those that are going to listen, an opportunity to get to know your character sheet that is Lubu because your every person is a compilment of experiences of conversations you have with people and also the like media entertainment that you intake as you're growing up so from Naruto itself was there any specific characters that you feel influenced you like man you know that's a cool guy I like the way he talks I like the way he walks I like the way he handles these situations I don't like the way he handles these situations Wh which ones really stand out to you well we were just talking about Sabusa and I you know, despite the fact that Sabuza has very little screen time after, you know, him getting his ass kicked. I always liked his character. He, he even acts like a piece of shit. But in reality, he's actually, you know, a big softie. A big softie for Haku. I, I always loved that. And, you know, I always thought that they would be the best. They, they are the best villains for the show, period. The others later, eh... Uh, I mean, some of them are memorable, but I would never forget Sabusa and Haku. And they, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel that way. That's why they ended up getting brought back. And I thought that was kind of stupid, but yep, they ended up getting brought back. Was... You know, for me personally, there was that moment. Uh, Zabuza, the the fight with Zabuza was really the moment that many people became hardcore fans. And another moment that really shines in my memory when I look back at all the things that you know made impact in my memory is the fight between Gara and Rock Lee. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a lot oh, of uh, instantaneous movements going on around that one. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that reminded me a lot of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, you know, especially like if you compare it to like the Majin Buu versus uh, Goku Super Saiyan 3. It's one of those epic moments. You're like, no way that he's going to win this one without a problem. And then, you know, things don't turn out the way you expect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that, too. But, you know, I, I just can't get over the fact that it's just how should I put it? It's just power it's just a lot there's just more power rather than um, power and technique at the same time yeah yeah true so a as you were growing uh you saw these two at, at um and you said it was something that kind of you and your dad or you and your family kind of did together maybe just you and him right it was a thing that brought you guys together and something you could bond over was there anything else that you guys did similar to that well we uh play game boys and then we build gundam models that, that was cool. Cool. Dude, what the first kind of Gundams you remember building? And this is the original one. The original one. You're talking about like uh, before. Just playing Gundam. <laughs> Just playing Gundam. <laughs> As you uh, continue to grow, you get into the. You have you develop a love for video games, which really shows, as well as the the huge backlog of knowledge that you have when it comes to like things like references to the dark realm, obviously from Yu-Gi-Oh and things like that. Um, these type of things. At what point did you? Uh, be, what was the first game you remember playing? And at what point do you remember saying, you know, this is something I really want to pursue as a, you know, maybe a, a hobby in the long. What was the first game? What do you mean, like the first game I ever played, or what? Mm -hmm. What was the first game you remember playing ever? First one. Shit, mm, that's a good question. I don't want to say Tetris because I know I played something else before that. Was it? Hmm. Let's see. Search deep in with my mind. Honestly, I, I can't remember. I, it's it's really vague because it's been a while, but um, it might have been a fighting game. It could have been Street Fighter, but I, it's 
just too long. Okay, so you, you had said that um, Roots love video games. You gravitated towards the real-time strategy or just general strategy games, you know, war simulators, that type of stuff. But obviously you play things like The Witcher, things like Metal Gear, things, you know, a huge variety. You're talking about the Warrior series as well, which also has action mm-hmm. and strategy. How did you, which, which games led up to the discovery of things like the Warrior series? Do you remember like maybe a few of the things that... that oh, it had? was just yeah. two Warriors. It's just because I know about the um, history in general. I mean, being Chinese, I, you know, I plenty about the Three Kingdoms. And uh, when I came and I saw this game, I recognized the name instantly. I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. I, I want to play as the characters in there. Back then, I was, uh, shamelessly, I, I was actually a fan of Shu, but I eventually i you know come to learn more of their histories i gravitate to more interesting characters such as yours truly because dynasty warriors 3 is a huge influence when it comes to not pursuing Fu. so what part of the history french i i, I just want to get a good idea um because i think there's a lot of questions people have about you know uh your love for video games it's so obvious and it's so cool to see somebody you know, uh, pursue it that way. As, as, as you played the warrior series, you mentioned you were very familiar with the history, um, being that it's something that, you know, you probably learned as you were growing up. What what other, um, genres, um, within the strategy game, did you begin to to develop a a like for? Cause I know that you play fire emblem now, but I'm not sure if you played fire emblem before mobile. Well, I mean like just RBGs in general. I mean like, um, even way back then, before we were talking about Dynasty Warriors, there, there are like Three Kingdoms um, RPGs. They're, they're really old, in fact. Like on the NES, um, what was it called again? Um, Destiny of an Emperor. That was a really, really old game. And I uh, I never owned it. I actually saw, I actually just saw someone play it in Shanghai, and I thought, wow, that is so cool. Oh, I love RPGs. So that was a strategy game, despite the fact that it's an RPG. There's quite a bit of decent amount of strategies in there. It was a fun game. I thought that that was interesting. Of course, I mean, there was that, and then there was fighting games. Fighting games itself has its own strategies, but I'm sure you would know that. So in the end, you know, I just I, I, I just play all, all, the, all the games that I, I could play, pretty much. Wow, yeah. I... I um. I know that you're also a big fan of Nintendo products and Nintendo itself. I mean, obviously, because of Fire Emblem, it's, it's a very big influence in, in your channel and some things that you play. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Smash Brothers and, you know, in general, like um, when you talk about fighting, that's one of the ones that comes to mind. Um, I know that you played it a few times. Is that something you do with friends locally where you live or is it something kind of you play online? What's your preference for those kind of games? Oh, definitely locally. I've, I've started locally since the beginning of time when it came out on uh, 64. Oh, wow. man, that was the best game ever. I played with my friend all the time. I would, like, after school, just go to my buddy's home and we'd just play that. Wow. <laughs> was there ever a character you liked? Um, in the, what, what was your main? And do you follow the Smash Brothers scene at, at the moment? Uh, right now, I don't follow like any competitive things or anything like that. I, in fact, I um, the latest games I don't really play all that much. I, at first, I would say my main on the original Smash would be uh, Pikachu because I always like like guys who are fast and can do a considerable amount of damage, and he's got a little bit of tech thanks to Thunder, so I like him. Later, I went and melee in melee I play Marth. Because we all know what Marth does, grab like a million miles away and, um, you know, using the tip of his sword to send people flying a million miles away. And then afterwards, 
I think it was Brawl. It was Brawl, right? Yeah, yeah. And cool. I, yeah, I ended up playing um, Ike. Actually, I wasn't even all that into Fire Emblem at the time because, well, like way back then, Fire Emblem was kind of like just just a regular RPG. So at and up until Awakening, um, yeah, that's when things started to change. But before then, you know, it was like, oh, I I picked those guys because they use swords, they, because they have certain reaches. I thought they were cool, and they still are cool. But um, yeah, and bro, I played played Ike, and then afterwards, um, I think in the Wii U, I I still play Ike. I, I played Ike a lot. I, I like Ike a lot. I like the whole solid hitting style that he has. When you land it, when you land a smash attack on someone with his big ass sword, you could feel the impact. It is cool. he's much better than Marth for my play style. But I, well, if I want to actually win, I'll probably still play Marth. Man, that's good. That's cool. I, I think Ike has one of the best, if not one of the best ranges, especially in this new version on the Switch. As long as, I mean, as long as we're talking about Ranger, I was talking about Ganondorf, right? Both of these people with their gigantic swords, one hit, and it's like they split your head open almost. It's crazy. It's mm-hmm. So did you follow it's any? It's actually really, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I was just going to say, you know, I, I like the whole, yeah, you know, if you screw up once against these guys, you get sent flying away sort of thing. I, uh, but I didn't really play my of the switch version as you were talking about i only played very little i i bought the game i literally just played it for that one night and i uh I, admittedly, I haven't played much since because I was busy with other things. Oh, I can imagine. You know, the one thing that get that sucks is as you get older, you really have to compartmentalize the time you have available. And it seems the more responsibilities you get, the more chance, you know, the more resources you have to buy games, but the less time you have to actually enjoy it. So Pretty it, ironic, you know, I know. It really sucks, right? Do, yeah. Oh, yeah, it sucks. Do you have, um, well, in between the times you have, I know that you game, but do you ever follow the, the scenes of a certain game? Like, you know, Smash has a competitive scene. Same with, like... Um, um, Street Fighter and uh, other games like this. Do you follow any of those scenes uh, yourself? Nah, not really. I don't have time. Yeah, it's always a hard thing. So the, the one thing that got you, now we get to more modern history. I know that you um, eventually got into Fire Emblem Heroes. Is that something you played from the very, as, as soon as the game dropped? Or is that something you kind of like, huh, what is this? I'm going to try it out. Oh, no, actually, it seemed like it might be, might have been the case because it's been like, oh, three or four years by now. But at first, I had no interest in it. I wasn't even going to play it because um, around that time, I had just gotten off of some other shitty gotcha you know wasting a whole lot of money i thought to myself in self-reflection man i'm a terrible person why am i spending wasting all that money on crap like that i'm going to stop playing cell phone games and well i ended up playing uh nier automata with my buddy mid and uh during the uh, middle of it he was talking about fireball heroes he was talking about oh dude you know this game is pretty cool hey listen there's this guy named carol i think you're gonna like him a lot you know he talks about when he levels up, he talks about stacking up people's bodies of the, all the way to the sky. And uh, he's got this cool sword, this Wadao that does like extra damage when he uses specials. Yada, 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 yada. But mainly she's trying to appeal to me by using Carol. And you know what? Carol is a very um, a brain damage character. He, he's definitely, certainly has mental issues. And I thought I, I like that guy a lot myself as well. All right. 
fine, I'll give it a shot. I'll play a little bit, and I'll, we'll have some fun with that. And you know, we'll still, we're still we're still playing Nier Automata. So I thought that hey, you know, it's just going to be a one time thing. Wouldn't be much of any. And then uh, eventually we end up talking about uh, how we did in the arena and characters that we summoned, what whatever we built back then. You know, back then the five stars actually, you know, we just summon one one or two and everything is fine. It wasn't like oh yeah, let's plus ten these things. No, everybody was content with their plus zeros and um, we just we just kind of play the game to have fun and um, eventually he stopped playing it which made me a little disappointed but I ended up playing a little too much and well I guess having not as much self-control as other people I spent uh, a decent chunk on it already so I ended up um, being a really bad guy and I tried to um, get the um, refunds for what I have done I um, let's just say um, the first within the first two weeks I uh, spent a I spent a thousand dollars because I'm a horrible person. Wow. I it was the uh, uh, yeah I know <laughs> I know it was that stupid man banner and with with all the um uh, with carols and friends and all that stuff. I uh, ended up at the time it was um, Setsuna who was really who was really popular. So I thought to myself, hey, I'm gonna go and summon some Setsuna. She's only three to four stars. How hard could it be? She never popped up. I ended up getting five stars off the ass. She never popped up. I went by the time I spent a thousand dollars, I finally got eleven copies of her. And then I was like, "Oh shit! Look at all these five stars I have laying around here." And I'm looking at my account. All of a sudden, I'm like, "All, all this crap laying around," and I'm just like, "Oh shit! What, what, what the fuck did I do?" I, I I did something wrong. So I went and uh, tried to go to Google uh, to get that refunded. And um, I managed to get a decent refund off of them. And but I, I didn't get all of it, of course. And I shouldn't be able to get all of it. But I, I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, I'll lay off for the moment. Wow. But um, seeing how I have a ton of sunk costs, I I never did. I ended up going, you know what? You know, I, I still get some value out of it. I'll have some fun with it. Uh, you know, I, I didn't at the time. I didn't even think about making videos for it. I did eventually made one, you know, about uh, fighting Navarre. But um, that was pretty much it. I, I just I was just really concerned about what I've just done. And my buddy who was sticking with me up in the, for a couple of months after you know what I've done eventually quit I was like Ooh, you know I was in a tough spot I, I I just wasn't sure what to do with the game wow so when you were playing it I mean it was a kind of a new experience but you had already played awakening so you kind of knew right at this point you know how, how the game worked and everything it wasn't like a completely new thing yeah except you know there's no misses misses those are so terrible and um, random ass critical hits that ripped your face off, that sort of things. But yeah, I, I definitely loved, I already had uh, experience with Awakening. You know, Awakening was like, what, year 2010 or 2011, 12 or something like that. Anyway, I already had experience with that. So I, I was a huge fan of Fire Emblem as it was. But, you know, that just drove me over the edge because, you know, hey, I get to play all these fun characters. The gameplay actually wasn't so bad. Hey, the devs actually, you know, liked their players well, way back then anyway. You know, everybody, it was the golden age of Fire Emblem Heroes at the time. You know, everybody was just singing the dead phrases back then. Yeah, obviously that's changed over the years for sure. Especially yeah. with the most recent creeps here. You know, the creep up in stats. Yeah. So I have three questions. Um, and I'm going to ask them consecutively. So maybe if you need a reminder, just let me know. But um, when you played Fire Emblem, what was the moment where you're like, okay, I'm hooked? Besides your friend getting you into it, you said you played a little bit. So what got you hooked and... What things do you now have you grown to dislike? Because obviously things have changed and I also want to know what things you like. But let's start with those two things. So at this point, what got you 
hooked into the game when you started playing it? Well, I think the old Fire Emblem was basic, but I mean, they did have supports, but you know, it was all noodles in noodle Japanese, so I didn't really care much for it. In fact, you know, it's because of that that it felt like a regular-ass game, regular RPG, strategy RPG. I was like, oh, whatever. But as Awakening came out in English, I played it, and I was like, whoa, dude! You know, the, the best part isn't the gameplay. The best part was the fact that you could port, and you could support with just about anyone. You can you see these characters that you use, and then building relationships with each other. Your own character building relationship with each other. I thought that that was cool. That's really cool. You know, I, I thought that that was very, very fun, especially later on, you know, um, eventually you get like kids that you um, that you could use and they also have unique dialogues with them. My favorite some uh, support was um, the one with Cynthia and Robin. That was a very, very good if you're um, if your father to Cynthia, that would. That one was, was pretty good. It's a good tearjerker. But um, as for what eventually made me get sick sick of it was um, the I would say eventually I think they got carried away with. It. I think what happens with fate is that um, I think they took too much of uh, what made Awakening popular and uh, it went crazy, what shall we say? So um, eventually I think that there was a lot of uh, pandering and it just it just wasn't the same as it was with Awakening, especially with the whole dark realm thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So do, it just didn't make any sense. I agree. I agree. I think that they're taking it too far. Instead of introducing new things, they want to play it safe, and they kind of squeeze out the mechanics people like. They they juice it so much that there's not nothing new anymore. It's nothing exciting. It just seems kind of similar. Just rewrapped. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. That's why I think Three Houses was a good um, refreshment from it. It was, it was a good. Three Houses was my personal favorite now definitely i think i saw you play uh you've been playing the the lunatic and maniac almost you know modes man that's uh, yeah yeah that's crazy i i you know i've i'm not even gonna admit it because i don't want people to message me and start making fun of me but i've i've got stuck in a few parts so i'm thinking i'm gonna replay it and just you know do it fresh but for when it comes to the mobile version i know that they're gonna introduce characters from the mobile version there's lots of complaints and there's lots of praises what are a few complaints you have for like mobile you know, Fire Emblem Heroes, the mobile game. You know, complaints? Oh, shit, dude. There's like a huge line of that. Well, the problem with Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, I discussed this in a video a long time ago, but I always talk about it, honestly. It's that I think that the game is poorly designed. See, a lot of people misunderstand that when I say that it's poorly designed. I don't mean like that the gameplay or characters or its presentations are bad, but the way it makes money is flawed. Mm. Because back then... We have mechanics. We have a huge list of mechanics. Well, maybe not huge, but we, we have a good chunk of mechanics that um, follows Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem in general. And then there are also some um, techniques that, well, would be overpowered, such as Blade Tome, you know, Vantage. Well, at least they had the foresight to make Vantage not work like the ones in the game. But still, it, you know, we have Blade Tome and something like that way back in the day. So it was, it was something that made Tomes very hard to um, summon for because, you know, you could just use a Blade Tome. Everything, only new Tomes should be compared to it, yada, yada, yada. So eventually they came up with all kinds of countermeasures to do it. But um, the problem I find it also is that that we have the merge system, we have all that. There's just a whole bunch of ways that they had planned the game to make money in the long run, but eventually, though, you have to release these power creeps, but um, I don't think they did it right. I, I think they did it too quickly, and they focused way too much on stats, 
so that these characters are more or just playing better than the other ones. I, there's no real strategy involved when it comes to just playing numbers, whereas gameplay mechanics would have been a lot more uh, tolerable. I mean, I summoned for close call when it came out, like as soon as it because I, I love that kind of stuff, although it is overpowered as hell. <laughs> I'm not even going to deny that <laughs> it's an overpowered as hell, but you know, at least it was a game mechanic or something like that. It has a weakness, the fact that you have to be faster than your opponent. So I thought that, that um, the way that Fire Emblem Heroes was built, it was, uh, I don't think they had put the fact that it would become such a popular game into consideration. So it eventually become a thing where they're desperately finding ways to try to get people to pay money. I mean, it wasn't until like recently, though, that they finally came up with some decentions, but uh, I wouldn't even call them that decent. I mean, they, they could have gone and done Fae Pass much better yeah, if true. they had just included the skin. You know, if they had just given quality of life to everyone and just included skin and some other crap like that, hey, you know, it would have been just like one of those stupid starter Burger King pack and people would have been perfectly fine with that despite the fact that oh yeah you get two to all stats with that character because you know what two to all stats at this point doesn't really matter for gen 1 units they just turn them into gen 3 and even then their stats aren't like optimized it was just given like spread all over the place yeah. so that extra BST doesn't really mean much of anything but um, you know it was still something it at least made you feel better using those old units that has been uh, kind of depreciated and I remember you know complaining about this a lot because what happens with um, guys who started early, like myself, we build like plus 10 units and they're, well, depreciated. It makes you feel like shit that your old, old units are kind of like, well, you know, you, you spend all that money merging them. They're, they're garbage now. I guess you could use um, certain certain uh, skill inheritance. Skill inheritance saved the game, I think, in my opinion. But yeah, anyway, um, if you can skill inherit into the character that you use. But um, now, I think I would say, instead of chasing for power, you should chase for the characters you like and then focus on skill inheritance on them and turning them into horrible monsters although i will still probably talk about new banners when they come but i, I kind of lost interest in that i didn't really talk much about the um the new kids banner except showing that one thing with marth on uh on 420 yeah that was crazy man 77 attack like <laughs> that totally breaks the game man you can chop through anything and being a four-star well i mean that was uh, sorry that, that, was, that was with five dumas <laughs> i mean i i tend to use uh duma a lot in my uh, setups because um, I, I really should post up my five Duma defenses. It's a most deplorable thing in the whole universe and anything that has attack and vantage will wipe the map. It is a very disgusting thing. It makes me sick. I don't know why I did it. Every even today, I you know I woke up, I look at my defense, I'm like, oh oh shit, two Japanese person just died painfully to this stupid setup of five Dumas and and one gay clown Granya because Duma just gives so much attack after you stack five of them, and then he does this whole AOE, uh, he does his whole uh, he just does his whole damage thing right in the beginning. It is really stupid. It ruins the game, and I love doing it. You know what? I feel like they should add like a little feature every time you lose a defense. They they should take a quick snapshot or record the, like two seconds to see your facial reaction. You know how funny that would be to go back and watch every defense and you see how they react when they lose? Yeah, it would be pretty funny. Yeah, it so would be pretty funny. A lot of angry faces, let me say that for sure. Now, do, would you oh, be, yeah. would you ever look forward to a PvP aspect to Fire Emblem Heroes? Because that's something that was promised silently, you know, removed as in like never to be mentioned again. What do you think about that? Honestly, I think... It's- that's a good that's a good strategy they, they probably shouldn't have regular PvP in the game mm. I having played Lang, Langresser uh, when it came out we, we get a good taste of um, what 
Fire Emblem PvP would be like. We sit on our asses and we wait for the other dude to move first. And <laughs> once they start moving, we develop counter strategies or rather just, you know, they move and we're going to attack and that's pretty much it. it. This Fire Emblem is not a game where you could play against other players that easily. It, it's very abusable. So that kind of gameplay and if we were to turn it into uh, something that we regularly have to do in Arena would probably kill the game. Yeah, I see what you're it saying. It would probably kill the game. They probably tested it internally, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't work for Nintendo. Neither does my dog or my uncle or anything like that, <laughs> but uh, I guess. One of the things that you've also been playing uh, lately besides, I mean, Arknight's a big one. I want to get to that too, uh, but you've also seemed to have a, a like for Monster Hunter, right? And that's something that, did you play that from a long time ago? Is that something you picked up with Monster Hunter World? Well, I played it for a while. I um, I played it with my buddy Mid that I talked about earlier. We, we played it um, together on the Wii. Uh, we were playing Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate or something like that. It was really cool. I mean, he's played it for a while, while longer than me, but um, we, we played even back then. And that was 10 years ago. I want to turn over some questions over to Void because he's like our in-house resident Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. I don't know. <laughs> Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. Okay. He has three titles just to show how like sure he is of himself. Uh, Void had got me into Monster Hunter World and I think uh, he's a big fan. He's played it for years. Uh, is, is that is that how you're opening for me? Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I started off Monster Hunter when I want to say high school and college years. And I started off with uh, Monster Hunter the Third on the PSP. Uh, I think a lot of that still transferred over the spirit of multiplayer. And I think that's like a really unique experience on Monster Hunter. I don't know what your experience is. I don't know if you do a lot of multiplayer as the West on uh, World currently. Well, um, multiplayer wise, I always just play with my friends. I don't really like the idea of playing Playing in pugs, it, it just leads to bad feeling, and um, I I think that Monster Hunter for a good while were just like handhelds, but it wasn't until the Wii version that um, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll get it for the Wii because I, I wanted to play that game on a console instead of playing it on a stupid handheld. And then my friend and I we played on um, the Wii together because it, it had a much more stable connection. It just I, I just didn't really like the idea of playing that game on a handheld, you know? Right, true. But I mean, the only thing I liked about the handheld was that you could do a lot of local games with all your people there so uh back in the third generation of monster hunter you play it and you'd be like oh yeah i dropped out monster still has multiplier for like the health of all four people even though they were dropped from the lobby so your ass is screwed if you started off early um you know a lot of the same stuff transferred over i would say monster hunter world for multiplayer i don't know how you feel about the mechanics i I know they changed a lot substantially from Ultimate to Monster Hunter. I mean, uh, I don't know what's your main for well, both on Monster Hunter Ultimate and then third or World. Uh, main as in my weapon? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I, I was a huge fan of the Switch Axe back in uh, Ultimate, uh, 3 Ultimate. I just, we, my buddy and I, we would go and um, go and farm bracket deals all day and build his weapons and armors using the, his Switch Axe. There was a lot of explosions involved and a lot of um, a lot of slime. Bracket deals was our favorite monsters. And that, as a matter of fact, we're actually on him right now in uh, Iceborne. He's our, definitely our favorite, and we're probably going to farm the shit out of him and get his weapon and uh, blow shit up. But, uh, um, in terms of main, yeah, I, I use a switch axe. Then as I came into uh, Monster Hunter World, I used Charge Blade. Oh, yeah. But now I'm trying something new with the Dual Blade. Not bad. Yeah, I think uh, Dual Blade is an, is an underrated class, mainly because it's just so, you know, Berserker-ish style. If you like the momentum you get when you're, like, cleaning yourself over, but you still want to have really high DPS, 
definitely a good class. Switchblade? Oh, don't even get me started on Switchblade. It's very technique-based. And I mean, I've seen some really cool stuff Switchbladers do. I have a buddy of mine that games with me and within our crew, and he's just a murderer. Like, he could drop any weapon and pick up another. He's like, oh, we need something to break. I'll get a hammer. We need more cutting damage. Let me get a great sword. And we're like, dude, none of these are your main, and he's out there killing it. So I figured you'd be, uh, you know, versed enough to be like, hey, I'm going to play these games and try out various amount of weapons. So I just wanted to see what your opinion was on and its mechanics. Do you think they're well done? Oh, well, I, I feel like, I mean, in terms of just being a Monster Hunter game, it's fine. It's fine as a game. I mean, I hear people complain about, oh, it's too easy. I thought, you know, it was a fun enough experience as a game itself. You know, trying out weapons is fun and all of that, although I don't really have much time to try every last one of them. I have preferences and I like, you know, I like spear type weapons. I like um, cutting weapons. And we have friends who would use, like, hunting horns anyway, so we'll let them use their hunting horns while I go and slash up enemy. But um, if you were going to ask me if there's anything that I don't like about the game, though, I would say, God, I hate the story. I hate how they're focusing <laughs> on story. Like, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, we're, we're trying to play together, right? And all of a sudden, you, oh, yeah, it's time for the next monster that we fight. Oh, sorry, dude. You have to go and look at him first. You have to, you have to watch a cutscene. You have to first go in your own expedition and go into like this nest and you have to see a stupid cutscene of this monster yelling at you and after he yells at you then your friends can join your game or you could SOS or, or some shit like that but you can't you can't just like co-op the whole way through you have to like you know sit through stupid shit like that but back in the day when we were playing the old Monster Hunter games we are just yeah, hey you know there's a monster okay well you know there's, there's a board of a couple of flavored texts oh yeah we gotta kill this because this guy is evil and bad and now we're gonna go and um, join the game we're gonna have to pick our weapons and then we go in we fight the monster that's it but in world you have to you have to sit through this shitty cutscene you have to listen to the handler talk you have to in fact when you you know you have to like follow the handler the handler is just a like, walks at like i don't know it walks like a turtle she just just she just constantly talks doesn't stop talking i thought that iceborne would be much better but iceborne was not it was the same shit all over again it really was the same shit all over again except you know oh some you got some new monsters cool and cool new monsters more like monsters that you fought in previous games and um monsters that have different colors Ooh, big fucking deal i mean there are there are new monsters but you know it, it, for the most part i felt like iceborne felt like the same shit over again. Yeah, but you also forget that you are probably not the main protagonist, the handler probably at this point with all those cutscenes. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately that there's that, but I, I really don't understand the focus on story for so much for, for this game. It's, I wouldn't care if... I, if, I guess they want with I, that. I was going to say, I wouldn't care if there was a story as long as it was good, but it was like really unnecessary if the whole point is you're hunting you know, a monster. I don't care if it was like text, but they truly really try to do animations and cinematics. I mean, it's not really needed. We know what we're dealing with, you know? Well, at least let us skip them. I mean, yeah. You know, we, we, I like, I like to co-op with my buddies and I don't want to have to wait for them to watch the same cutscene they've seen a million times yeah, so, the, so, let us skip the cutscene so strange that they decide to kind of let that in the game you know apart from that they were, they were also working on a Monster Hunter movie seeing that most fans were really like I don't know some of them were on the fence Monster Hunter before. movie did you, did you see that um no, no, I didn't. But that doesn't sound right. No, nope, there's right. a movie. The uh, girl from Resident Evil is in it. Yeah, but it hasn't come out yet. No, but they've been posting out uh, the uh, what is it? Not the trailers, but the screen the screenshots from of the set. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all right, all right. I mean, I guess the gist of it probably is the same how it went with all the other games. There's a huge monster. He's a threat. You gotta beat him back, but don't actually kill him. Yeah, he'll die on his own. That kind of thing. <laughs> I'm down exactly with that. As long as they include my Palicos, I'm happy. I'll be able to see some real life uh, fighting me, cats. Give me I'm the Black Diablo, that. man. The Desert Diablo. Yeah. 
You can't even fight the black devil. Why are you tripping? I did it by myself, man. Don't start with me. Anyways, uh, there is a there is something. Three times. It's it's interesting if um if you look up. I don't know. You said that. You, I, I guess I was first news to you. I don't know. You, there's a. They have a couple of Chinese and Japanese actors uh, in the the shots that they have, the screenshots for it. But it's weird because it's like a crossover between Monster Hunter and Resident Evil, which doesn't make a lot of sense for them to cross them over. I mean, wait, 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 what? It's a what? It's like a crossover. I thought it was a Monster Hunter movie. Now it's Monster Hunter and, and Resident Evil crossover. What the hell is going on now? Exactly. So you're understanding the confusion we're feeling here. So it has like, I guess they're both cop, uh, Capcom properties, but it's weird. Have, Dude, have, what the fuck? <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe you for that for a second there. Monster Hunter movie, yes. But a long time no. ago, it just reminds me of a stupid Flash video I saw a long ass time ago on Newgrounds, uh, making fun of these uh, Capcom executives talking about making their new games. They're like, "Oh, we gotta use the T virus zombies. Oh, we gotta use monsters. Oh, we gotta use Street Fighters." And then they they try to put together a stupid ass game, and this is actually happening right now, and it's actually terrifying. I, what, what, what's going to happen? Dinosaurs fighting zombies? Well, what, what's the deal here? Well, what is this movie? Why is this even a thing? I'm telling you, I, 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 cannot, I cannot stress this enough, man. I'm going to send you guys a, a screenshot as we're talking in the podcast here. Uh, I'm going to drop it here so you guys can see it. People at home, I'm going to send a link here on the description so you guys can get to what we were watching. But essentially, it's a screenshot of Alice from uh, Resident Evil and, uh, you know, just random monster hunter out look at the outfit i mean they they try to do some but, work but, but she's not alice in the story what are you talking about she's just another fighter so the, the whole premise of the story is that the portal opens. people are able to travel from earth to the monster hunter universe these monsters are trying to go into earth and they're fighting them simple as that and it just happened to be alice from resident evil I don't know, man. From yeah. my, the, the director was mentioning there's a surprise there for those that are Resident Evil fans. So I'm just, I'm, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm throwing it out there too Because soon. it's the same director from Resident Evil. Okay. All right. The point is, it's weird. I don't know how, well, what do you think, Lou? I mean, obviously you're confused about this too. Well, uh, I mean, if you, you want my opinion on it, I think it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but I mean, in terms of story-wise, it's fucking stupid. But I mean, I guess it could have some piece of action it, action is always fun to watch i mean like um it, it's kind of funny and a little bit off topic i i i was actually looking into um the latest terminator movie what was it called again dark fate oh, yeah. or some shit like that that was a box office yeah, um, review dark, yeah dark that, that was a huge bomb but i i ended up watching a few clips of it and the fighting scenes are actually kind of kind of cool you know but the story, oh my god, dude, what the fuck do they do? Like, why would you kill John Connor right in the beginning? Like, what the hell were you thinking? That's not a good, no, that's not going to be a smooth move, and it wasn't. And, and of ha- course, you know, the whole feminist thing, but, you know, we'll not go there. Yeah, I think that's what happens when their contract is worth more than you can expect. So you're just like, how much is it for you to say a couple lines? All right, we'll just have to kill you off at the beginning. So it's just the easiest way to do this. You just get all the fans in, once they're sitting down, they can't leave the theater or something, you know? For most, that's probably what they're doing. I mean, when you can really just, you know, plex it, but whatever. Did you watch any of the... Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it, but you've watched movies, right? And um, you obviously have a like for anime. They can Well, change- I mean, so, well, movies are... Uh, I stopped watching movies after, like, um, like early 2000s. I mean, I, heard, I hear them, but I, I don't really watch movies much anymore. What was the last movie you remember watching? Because I know you said it's been a little while. You kind of just kind of skim more or less through it now. 
Oh, God, it was some stupid-ass movie. It was so fucking stupid. In fact, it left such a sour taste, I just decided not to watch movies. Damn. What the hell was it? it, it, was, it, it Dragon, was, some, was it Dragon something. Ball Evolution? No, no. God, <laughs> fuck, dude. I have better sense than actually going to the theater to watch that. You can, you, you, you can smell the foul a million miles away. You just you, you can't watch that. It was horrible. Spent money I, I did, and it was yeah, exactly. it was a, it was the biggest mistake of my life, man. I, to this day, I wow, still I still I can't suck. Believe you. Why did you watch that movie after seeing the trailers and stuff like that? I wasn't the you only know one. You it's man. going to be bad. I wasn't the only one. I, I promise you. I think they should make a number two. No, I think they shut should up. Make a number two. Shut up, bro. I don't know what you guys are talking don't, about. Don't you dare, bro. That's not funny. That's that's no. No, they need a, they need to make a number two. I am putting a petition on online and going around houses knocking. We're gonna board. block you from they the internet, bro. We can't do this. <laughs> like, except I want to see him with a Mustang instead of a Camaro this time. Look, if you want brain damage, that's the easiest way to get brain bombing. Like it's it's it, your your cerebral cortex will explode within itself, like it did for many of us. We still haven't fully recovered, man. It was horrible. It was horrible like you didn't even look at the source material the same with like avatar <laughs> i know as soon as i saw the trailer i'm like uh, okay that's it you know they that's call it, it. We're i want a i want a crossover between dragon ball evolution and avatar like, oh my they, god they, they, dude. The last they need to do it that kid had cancer man stop it man he wasn't even an avatar <laughs> he was bald for some other reason bro he had chemotherapy look at that arrow on his head <laughs> dude it was horrible <laughs> Terrible. And, and <laughs> this this white kid tripping, this white guys, kid named guys don't know some good bro this white kid named keith played goku right as an example and he called his mustang a nimbus i'm like dude are you serious man he was using guns and i'm like dude this this is almost as bad as that like those videos from youtube where they had batman use like machine guns and like he kept saying people were sleeping when he was like breaking their neck he's sleeping i'm like dude you killed him like no he's sleeping that's exactly what happened, bro. It was, it was horrible. So I'm guessing you've made a right decision by not watching any more, you know, current movies. Although you might have missed out a few good gems like Alita, Battle Angel Alita. I, yeah, I, I missed out on that. I there's Like I said, there was uh, it was like really early that I stopped watching these movies. It was It's just the whole thing about movies in general. It's like you see these trailers sometimes, you know, that you thought, oh, hey, the movie is really cool, you know. You see the trailer, you thought that, you know, the whole movie would be as cool as the trailer, but nah, they stick their best lines in, in the trailer, and then once you watch the actual movie, it's just that one part that is good, and the rest of it is shit. And ever since then, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to bother, you know, if I really want to watch a movie, I'll just boire it, Paul. Instead of going <laughs> to some fucking theater and have to put up with waiting in line and dealing with people, I just, you know, instead of doing that... Well, I have to ask your opinion, too, when it comes to, I mean, obviously, you really care about story. You play games with really good stories and games that keep you entertained with really good action. So those are some things I can really, really admire about you. And in general, that's always a good quality in, in people. But because of this, obviously, you know, movies are maybe out of it. Do you watch any um, shows? Do you follow, Did you follow anything like, you know, Game of Thrones, for example, or anything like this? Anything like that? Nah. I stopped that a, a long time ago. It was, you know, the early 2000 was was the whole, hey, you know what? I'm going to stop watching TV and play games all the time. You know, at the time it was, uh, well, even back before 2000, it was like the late 90s. We were all just playing Diablo 2. And yeah, we, we got so hooked on it. Jesus Christ, man. We spent like so much time just playing Diablo 2, farming the same fucking monster over and over again. And we thought that fun. But well, it actually was. No, and, it, uh, we it, it is. It is. <laughs> it actually was. I know. <laughs> it, 
it, it didn't become boring to me until like later, but you know, at the time, you know, that was that was the shit. And then you know, we ended up playing all kinds of different games throughout the ages. So it was movies and TV shows and such. I just stopped following them. They did get in the way. So for entertainment wise, you mostly play games. You don't really like listen to audiobooks or like maybe watch newer anime for sure. But I mean, you didn't watch any of the like the new Dragon Ball uh, Super anime episodes. Well, well, no, I wouldn't say I'd, I stopped watching these things completely, but I mean, I watched a couple things here and there, you know. Oh, it picks up my interest. Like, I didn't watch the entirety of Super, but I thought, hey, you know, the Samasu saga was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I thought that the uh, the tournament was kind of cool, but I didn't really, like, watch the whole entire thing. I, I, I didn't really follow the series, like, to the end. I usually read manga, though. I like to read manga when it comes out. That That's always cool. So which ones are you, like, up to date with and you kind of follow as soon as it comes out? Or maybe not as soon as it comes out, but, you know, on current basis. Like manga? Uh-huh. Oh, I, uh, let's see. Right now, I read gambling manga, like Kaiji. Oh, man. <laughs> I, yeah. Good, yeah you, are, I, you, know, you are a man of taste. <laughs> yeah, Kaiji is great. And I, um, I read, well, I read Super and I read the Boruto thing on Viz when it comes out. I read, uh, there was this, um, there's a couple, I, I, don't, I don't know if I would call them mainstream series, but they're kind of popular. But um, there was a series about this guy who, um, who this Yakuza who died and uh, came back as a girl or something like that and became a badass. That was a real, surprisingly good series considering that, well, the story didn't seem to give off that vibe. It was actually surprisingly good. I was reading that, but um, it's not mainstream, so I'd rather not talk about it. Well, what else is there? Let's see. Oh, I read Black Butler when it comes out, but it's also one of these things where, oh, I only come out once a month, so it, it drives me crazy. And um, I guess weeklies, um, let's see, Chainsaw Man, I, I like that one. Chainsaw That's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, what else? Oh, Hajime no Ippo. I read that too. You have a good yeah, variety. Manga, uh, uh, I mean, Oipo has gone on for like 30 something years. Dude, I, I was a kid when I first read that. Now I'm like an old ass man and I'm still reading that. Well, you have good taste. It's crazy. Taste doesn't change uh. over the years. That's the one thing that we know for sure, right? Unless, you know, you lose your tongue or something, which is not going to happen. Unless something extreme happens, right? Unless you're poking your tongue in places you shouldn't. Well, yeah, you'll be surprised. There's a lot of crazy ass people out there who, who would put their tongue in places where tongues probably shouldn't be. Yeah, I should retrieve that. I, I, you're right. You're right. <laughs> we we all know what YouTube is, and we all know how to search things. So you're for you're for sure right. That's true. Well, so if yeah. you, if you follow long term ones, um, was there was there a few others that you also read? Because I wanted to ask you something uh, regarding Shonen Jump manga, because you mentioned a few, but I don't want to get there yet. Do you have any other ones that you read? Well, I mean, back then it was really the big three. We have our um, Naruto. We have our Bleach. And I even read a little bit of One Piece, but I never really got too much into One Piece. I thought that, I, I, just, I guess it's the art style. It just didn't really sing to me. Mm. And what else did I read? Oh, of course, Claymore. But Claymore, definitely. Oof. Then there's Berserk. Oh, yeah. But Berserk, God, there's like no updates. It's like after a certain point, it just stops. It's ridiculous. I don't know what to do with Berserk. I love the series so much, but it's just it just stops. And what else? Um, kind of hard to think of it like right off the bat, but I'm sure there's there are others. Oh, I, Akame Akame Gakiru was pretty cool. That was, that was a good series that ended, but I didn't really like the ending to it. It almost I, felt like they rushed it. I guess, yeah, yeah, they definitely rushed it. it. There's a lot of things with mangas and anime in general where after a certain amount of time they start. I guess maybe 
kind of like, I don't know, the editors decide that, you know what, we've got to do something with the series or something like that. They end up writing themselves in the corner. It's kind of like how it is with, with you know, with games, actually, you know, like with Fire Emblem. I feel like a lot of the times um, investors drive the directions of how the game should be should be going and we end up getting steaming piles of shit because people want more money rather than well quality arts shall we say yeah yeah you can definitely see that with ea and other corporations like that right the loot boxes hey you want to play this well how about you pay for it yeah they 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 definitely went overboard with that man uh so when it comes to the the manga you read uh did you hear about the revival of bleach they're uh making another series after burn the witch yes 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 i i definitely caught up on that i was like oh that could be kind of interesting but we'll see though it's been a couple years now it's been like five five years now yeah i don't yeah. remember it's been a long time you know they, but, they, they, uh, i mean oh sorry i was gonna say they definitely have an advantage over uh things like boruto right because boruto did a few th- it started off on a rocky foot it's slowly you know catching back up to like it's becoming its own thing and it's it's still not there yet but it's doing it a good job i think compared to how it started but I burned the oh, witch. Yeah. The oh, one yeah. shot for Burn the Witch was so good. I just hope it, it holds up because it looks like it kept the mystery going. You know, what's your opinion? Yeah, but I'm I'm a little skeptical myself as well. Just the same way you did with um, Boruto, because Boruto was in a lot of ways just like you trying to follow your dad's footstep kind of thing until it became its own thing. And when we saw the end of Bleach, we we know that, oh, hey, you know, uh, Ichigo has a kid now, too. What if it's going to be one of those fucking series? Oh, no, I hope not. It's, it kind of it kind of worries me. But hopefully, you know, we'll still get the old, the old characters. Because I, I really, I, I don't know, I, I just don't really like the whole um, generation shift thing. It killed Soul Calibur Five. You know, I, yeah, think, it's like, I, I think they should have distance themselves they should make references to the old series but not have the actual living characters of the old series there because that kills it because we we know that they their story ended at this point and even if we liked it or hated it we dealt with it emotionally in our own very way right but once you bring him into it again you're like dude why i was already happy that he became hokage why are you doing now you give him a different haircut and come why'd you do that it's just it killed Uh, yeah i'm not oh yeah but I also, I don't know. I also feel that if you're going to continue a series, you might as well just continue with with the same character that you already have. If you're going to do a generation shift, fine, but don't do it half-assed. Yeah. But I, I guess I, I'm more of a guy who prefer the um, original characters more. I feel like I, you know, we've grown attached to them over the years, and to see them, I don't know. I, I just don't really like the new Naruto. I guess that's pretty much all there is to say about it. It just feels so different. It's just not the same. Yeah, I think the numbers show that too. A lot of people read but don't really read. <laughs> they just kind of see what's new, nothing good. All right, I'll check in again like next month or whatever. I I'm I still follow it, but man, it lost my interest a little bit, especially because I felt really hurt, man, when I when I saw Hunter X Hunter end really abruptly. I know that it was for his own you know emotional you know sanity, but I mean, man, he did Yu Yu Hakusho. It was great, and then this. I expected uh, so much from X Hunter. Well, to be honest, though, Yu Yu Hakusho and the um, Three Kings era didn't feel all that great either. I also felt that it was kind of rushed. But my God, dude, the Dark Tournament thing was the best, the yes. best. Then yes. after that, the um, the uh, uh, Black Chapter, uh, Black Chapter part was pretty good too. But well, after that, it was just yeah. So 
sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I mean the Chimera and uh, Ant uh, arc was also pretty good, but it wasn't anything close to the to the tournament arc. It was just amazing. I wish they would have found a way to keep that magic going because he was doing such a good job, man. But he was getting sick, taking too long to finish those episodes. It's just they shouldn't. It was cut too short. Well, I mean, to be fair, the Dark Tournament arc was uh, kind of a hard act to follow. I feel bad for Black Chapter because, well, I had to follow that. But it did pretty well for what it is. It was a pretty good arc. But then after Black Chapter, I mean, you kind of run out of ideas. I feel like that's what happened with Bleach with the Aizen saga. You remember Aizen was one of the best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. You know, I was actually going to go and talk about that. After a certain point, right, when you or your character is, like, really strong and whatnot and they still want to continue the series, it starts to become like where they have to pull villains out the ass from somewhere and they have to still be stronger than your main character in order to keep things interesting. But in doing so, well, sometimes things don't quite go the way you want them to go. I mean, just look at Majin Buu. I didn't really like that saga. I mean, maybe if other people like Majin Buu saga, but I definitely hated that saga. It should have just ended... It should have ended at Frieza. Okay, fine. You don't want to end at Frieza. End at Cell. Cell was really cool. Yeah. And I thought that that was a good way to end, you know, with with Gohan you blasting the shit out of Perfect Cell and, you know, carrying on Goku's legacy. That was a great way to end. That would have been the perfect place to end it. Nope, no, we're, we're, we're going to continue with, with, some, with some marshmallow monster that we have to fight. And Gohan's a nerd now, and he also doesn't save the world. It's Goku again who does this. I actually like the the Majin Buu series, though. I mean, yeah, it was not as good as the other ones, but I really enjoyed those. They probably should have put Majin oh, yeah? Buu. They should put Majin Buu before like Cell. Cell should have been like if they were gonna do it again, just change the storyline a little bit, make Majin Buu first. That ends, and then Cell finishes like the whole series because now you're stuck in this super. Right. Where, now he's fighting galaxies and gods and. Other cosmic beings, like, come on, man. Like, when is it going to end? Like, you're just, come on. <laughs> like, and that's what happens when you've got a profitable series. They want to keep milking it for all you've got. That's why there was the Boo Saga and then there was the GT. I mean, I mean, I can understand what demonic things about Boo Saga. It wasn't all bad. I thought that, you know, there are some interesting moments. There are some cool, there are some cool scenes. And I thought that GT for as terrible as it was, there was some good things about it as well. So, I mean, you know, I can totally understand why, you know, like, you would like the Boo Saga. I don't know. I think Chibata's I like the wrong. Kid Boo. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's like the whole, I, I don't know. Maybe it might have been because I've been watching the the Boo Saga, like, more than the other sagas. I mean, the Cell Saga was good. The, you know, Frieza Saga was good. But for some reason, I just really enjoyed myself <laughs> when I watched the, the Boo Saga. You know what but, I'm saying? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just want to know, like, what what makes the Boo Saga so interesting to you? Like, is it just because Boo is like, well, he's maybe just because Boo's like he's not a villain. Like in the beginning, you know, like he was just like I don't know, it's just clumsy, weird looking. Yeah, it would been cool if he stayed that way, right? But then you know, right. He lost weight. He lost weight, went to the gym, (laughs) (laughs) right? No, exactly. But I don't know. I just feel like. Well, you know, they couldn't keep him. I could see, you know, they couldn't keep him as this, you know, like clumsy character. You know, obviously you have to like make him bigger and better. I mean, come on, look at Cell, look at Frieza. You know, it's it's just how it is. You know, but I think that's just mainly the main reason why 
like I highlight the Blue Saga. And then also, you know, the whole Majin Buu mark, you know, and how Vegeta, you know, like he always does, you know, <laughs> betrays everybody and then doesn't betray everybody. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, I just liked it. It was, it was really entertaining for me to watch. I, I usually tend to go back, like if I want to rewatch the series, I tend to go back and rewatch the Blue Saga instead of the Freeze or the Cell. There's going to be a lot of angry comments. Oh. I hope you know that. No, that's fine. Oh, well. to each their I own, mean, right? that's fair. I can understand. I mean, I can understand. I mean, when Vegeta blows himself up, it was a pretty emotional moment. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I cried, man. I, I thought it was, I literally, when I was watching it, it was coming out still. And, you know, it was, it was actually serialized and it was coming out episode by episode. I'm like, is it over? Are you serious? I mean, obviously I don't have the, the context, the buoyancy to be able to see two seasons behind but I thought it was over, and the most epic moment from that saga, even though I don't, like, it's not my favorite, was when Goku turned into Super Saiyan three. I was like, "This is so dope!" And then he got whooped, and I'm like, "Oh man, why would you you do this?" Like at this point, and then they, I don't know, man. When Vegeta turned Super Saiyan three, I was like super happy, man. But wait, uh, he never turned Super Saiyan three. Oh right, right. He went Super Saiyan two, and then I mean he was as, as equal almost to uh, Goku, even though he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. They had their equal fight, but you know. Oh man. Then he discovered that oh yeah, you you could turn Super Saiyan three, and an argument. But then they end up, you know, having to um, settle that and merge, oh, Vegeto, and then, God. and then fight. And turn into a goddamn chocolate. And oh, <laughs> rip I, for- the shred. I forgot that happened. I love they- that. Dude, that's yeah, so disappointing. I love that so much. I mean, yes, but I, the whole the whole thing where Vegito gets turned into a little chocolate ball and he's ripping <laughs> Majin Buu apart was actually pretty funny. I like that. I love that part a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just I expected it. Uh, I didn't expect it to be. You know, well, I guess they argued so much they weren't even paying attention. That that would make sense. That's that's really believable if they're both inside the same head. Yeah. So, but I, anyway, so I, I wanted to ask you about like real life situations. So now I. I We've come to the point where we see that uh, you've, I mean, how much growth you've had, right? Um, your channel itself is growing exponentially as the days go by. Obviously, you're now touching the Knight series, which is going to, I mean, obviously is going to have a lot of attention brought to you, which is really cool. And again, you continue to play things like Fire Emblem, which is awesome. I'm glad. I hope you never stop playing. There was a time where you said you might stop. You know, I'm, I'm done with this game. I'm like, no, no. I kept yelling into the computer. I'm like, I hope not, man. Because there's there's only a few Fire Emblem people I actually follow because I love the game, you know, even though I you know, also have those moments where I, I really hate what, what it's doing to me when I'm trying to summon for Midori and I've already spent, I don't want to say the amount of money, but I'm like, dude, come on, man. I can't get it. What... <laughs> You're letting this channel grow naturally, which is a beautiful thing. It's, it's you know, you build and people come. What is your, your end goal? Like, what would you like to see in the future for yourself? Well, all right. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could, you're, you're kind of right when I say I build the channel and then grows naturally. Because I guess I'm not like the other YouTubers. I don't really care about it, the YouTube thing all that much. I mean, it may sound, it may sound kind of weird to you as where I am right now, but... I just make videos to put up on the thing. I, I just, you know, put up, hey, whatever I'm playing, I just want to put it up for uh, posterity, uh, shall we say. It's not a very popular move. I don't think I'm going to become a very popular YouTuber, to be honest with you. I feel like I just, you know, upload and play whatever the hell I want and just put it on there because, um, I don't know, I guess I just don't see it as a job or anything that I want to um, get too involved in because YouTube is a very uh, volatile thing. 
it's a dangerous thing to invest too fully in because you never know what may happen on YouTube that'll screw you over. We've already went through a couple of adpocalypse already, and um, YouTube is a private site. So, you know, if they want to fuck you over, they can fuck you over. You have no choice but to bend over and take it. So if you want... <laughs> If you're going to invest too heavily on, on it, you better do like some seriously good job on it. You have to turn it into a career and all that. It's a very, very, very risky. It's a very dangerous thing. And I mean, like I am, I'm getting old. I don't really feel like I want to invest on that. I, I, I just want to play games. So I, I mean, if Fire Emblem gets boring to me, but I highly doubt it will. I don't think it ever will. I, I mean, I'll probably stop playing and just play some other game. You know, that's just how it is with, with, uh, with life in general. You get bored of something, you move on to, to the next. I mean, I'm playing Arknights right now. Who knows? I'm going to get bored and play some other game. It's not like, you know, with, even when it comes to Arknights, it's not like I'm doing really super well on it. I know this. I know this as a fact. I make so many videos and like with Monster Hunter and such, it's like, oh, a couple hundreds, a couple, maybe like a thousand or two. But it wasn't like how in Fire Emblem Heroes, like, oh, yeah, I get a shitload of views or whatever I feel like, shit like that. But, you know, I just don't want to treat it as a job. I want to play whatever I feel like and show whatever I feel like. I, I can't, you know, someone made a comparison to me, to me and uh, Phoenix Master the other day. Yeah, but because of that, um, clear that I did with, um, with Useless Path on um, the Limited Hero Battle. You know, because I was have, have some struggles with using useless path because well, useless path is useless and um, any attack would likely kill her. So it turns into a horrible escort mission. And well, they're like, oh yeah, well imagine that. Oh, fucking Phoenix Master only you know uses free to play units and blah 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 blah. Well, you know what? Maybe Phoenix Master spent like five or six hours having to solve the map. Or maybe, you know, Phoenix Master went in it and just had someone solve it. Or maybe he just looked on some Japanese fucking website, copied a whole entire strategy and then just and then just put it on YouTube. And nobody knows because it's some crazy Japanese website that nobody goes to. You know, it, you, you never know with, the, with these things. But I, I just hate being compared to other people. I don't care. I just want to play my fucking games. I, I'm, I'm a gamer at my core and I don't want to treat YouTube as a job. Channel YouTube channels that treat it as a job, and YouTube channels that don't—you can see the difference. You can you can literally see like in what the content that they make, the regularity of their content, and the fact that they don't shift their topic so readily. If I if you shift to another topic like Arc Nights, for example, you tend you tend to lose a lot of views. It's like what happens with Dragalia Lost. I end up quitting Dragalia Lost because. It doesn't hold my interest anymore. It sucks for my viewers. I know. I feel bad about it. But, I mean, I just lost interest in it. Although, I mean, if I somehow manage to summon all the three Fire Emblem Heroes 2 guys, I will believe that as fate and go back to playing Drugalia Lost. You know, I, I, I'm a very um, whimsical guy, shall we say. So in terms of future for YouTube, I, I don't know. I'm probably just going to be drifting around doing whatever. And maybe I might get lucky, like I did with Xenoverse and Fire Emblem Heroes, and maybe I'll become really big. If that's the case, great. If I don't, well, you know what? I'm still going to be the same. I want, I want to remain the same person as I am. I don't want to change for YouTube. I'm always going to be the same guy. I don't, I don't want to bend over backwards and pretend that I'm a mentally sound man when I am not. I just want to play my games and talk about mentally ill things. And pretend I'm a hero and being a chuny and all that stupid nonsense that, uh, that I do. 
instead of trying to mainstream myself, instead of not having not having to curse every every other fucking sentence, you know, I just want <laughs> want to do my own thing. You know, Sorry about the rant, but that's just how it is. No, it's fine. Actually, that's very admirable. I think that's one of the reasons why you've gandered such a uh, a huge following. And I think the following is only going to get bigger as time goes on. I mean, it took years to get to this point. It's going to take some time to get further, even if that's not the goal. The fact that it's happening shows that you're on the right path. And you have one of the most diverse, actual, like actually diverse uh, channels on YouTube the fact that you, it shows that you're playing things that you like and you're not being, even if you were sponsored, you're, you're choosing like, you know, the sponsorship ends when I lose interest. And that's a great, and that's a great refreshing thing in, in a YouTuber or in a person in general. Cause a lot of people will follow the same job for years on end because, you know, they're just too scared of taking a risk or just, they don't want to change. They get so used to the routine, but you you've clearly not done that. And that's a really admirable. That's a really cool thing about you. Um, and I say this as someone who's followed you since I think the beginning of the Fire Emblem career um, or, you know, the time you started playing the game. It's really admirable to see that. And I followed other YouTubers. I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, Phoenix Master is one of them. But I, I, it feels really weird. You know, some of the when someone talks, you can really sense somebody being natural. And you can also tell when someone is almost like scripted or trying to please to try to be careful not stepping on certain stones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I can completely understand that. You when you when you're trying to take it as a job, you have to watch what you say because otherwise demonetize. I curse every other fucking sentence and you know, I, I can't help it. I it's just the way I am. So, you know, I, I much prefer that style. If it if it does well, fine. If it doesn't, oh well. Well I'm glad But I mean what? I can understand. Oh sorry. No, no, go ahead, go sorry, ahead. I went to into a land again. Go, I went go, to a rant. I'll end it real quick. I'll, I'll end it uh, real quick. Just, you know, I but I can still understand though why other people would want to take it seriously because it is their livelihood. You know, right now especially where we're dealing with a plague, we can't go out. Those are those. It, this is the only threat that they've got to you know to stay pretty much alive, really. So I mean, I can understand why they have to do what they do. It's just not my thing, and I don't want to risk it with. YouTube. I mean, like you, you know, you said people not taking risks and stuff. But to be honest with you, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm the same way too. I don't want to take risks on this, on YouTube because it's a dangerous, very volatile environment. I much rather just have a regular astral job like everyone else and use YouTube as well. YouTube, because if you uh, focus on it as a job, it no longer becomes you. It becomes well, whatever whoever is watching your your video. It's whoever is watching you video too or corporate tube. Depending on you know whoever you're whoever is sponsoring you, so you know YouTube just isn't the same as it was back in 2006 when it's actually YouTube when people made videos for free because they wanted to make videos. I'm still the same way just because I'm old school, but you know other people aren't the same. Yeah, while you're making videos that you're producing content that you yourself would watch, you're, it's entertaining, it's fun, it's yourself, and that's and that's again what the goal would be for everybody but until when the money starts getting involved that's when it gets hard to be yourself right like you said um mm -hmm. so I, I wanted to ask you in order to close out this i know we, we've gotten to know you pretty well i think and i think for the listeners that are listening to you there i'm i eagerly encourage you please check him out he's awesome you won't regret it if you're if it's content that you don't really feel like it fits you at least check it out 
you, you lose nothing for doing that. And he has such a wide, you know, variety of games that he's played. Even as you say, if you lost interest, you can at least follow him up to that point and kind of maybe get an idea of why he lost interest in that thing in the first place. For whatever reason, sometimes it's busy. Sometimes it's just not an interesting game anymore. But I definitely want to say, well, maybe it might expand to another conversation. So I just want to word the care carefully this question. Um, what's your opinion on what's happening now? Like every the whole world has never been stopped in the way that it has. It's a great pandemic that, you know, some people say happens every 100 years. If you go back to the Spanish plague, the bubonic plague before that, what's your idea of how this will change the future going forward? It's not really going to affect you maybe too much because maybe it, it doesn't, but maybe it does. What's your opinion on it? Oh, it affects everyone. It e affects equally everyone. It is a very, very volatile situation right now. Incredibly dangerous. You can't even go out without feeling fear that you might bring home some stupid-ass plague and you kill your family. It's terrible. I mean, I've got some job opportunities that's been offered to me even now. It's like, hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? I'm like, listen, dude, I, my, my mother and my grandmother lives with me, and if I were to bring that horrible disease back, they die. I can't take it. I'm sorry. And right now, I focus on making money on... Um, doing business online, uh, investing in stocks and shit like that. But I, even then, I mean, it's not the same as go actually going out and working. It's really annoying right now. I just sit home all day. It's kind of funny because, you know, you think that I have all the time to play games. I actually found that I don't feel comfortable <laughs> right now. I'm just like, I don't even know what time I sleep anymore. I, I, I play Monster Hunter World with my buddies. I play till like 6 a.m. And then I sleep like all the way in, like until like three in the afternoon. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, what the fuck? I feel like shit. I'm so tired. I don't want to do anything. And then I don't do anything. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's, it's pretty terrible, in fact. But it's so funny this pandemic is, yeah. I was, I was going to mention that it's kind of funny just because the rest of the world kind of sees what it feels like to be a gamer, right? For the first time. But yeah, this pandemic is horrible, man, but it, it definitely kind of equalizes the rest of the world. Those people that lived with money and wealth and, you know, excess now suddenly get their valve shut off because the income isn't coming in as it used to. And they're like, wow, I've never felt this. I haven't felt this in years, maybe, or never felt this at all. It's the great equalizer yeah, of the I world. Mean, I mean, I, now I kind of understand why you want to say you want to word it carefully because you know this is leading into a conversation because i feel that well what you say is true there are people out there who are taking advantage of this situation and profiting off of it yeah those filthy parasites that actually you know there are people who buy like a shitload of fucking toilet paper just to resell them of course they didn't didn't work out for them because you know you don't need that much fucking toilet paper the fucking disease doesn't give you the run I don't know why that whole thing become a thing to begin with, but, um, well, it, it did. I mean, and I saw something on Imager the other day about a story of, of a guy who um, spent $10,000 on, like, toilet paper and shit. He was hoarding the shit. He had 20 guys working under him to uh, to buy that shit out so he can resell them. He couldn't. He tried to return it to the supermarket. You know what the fucking supermarket goes? No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking deserved it. Uh, I like that. You know, there was also this, this other guy who um, was trying to do that. And I don't know. I don't remember how that story went with the FBI agents and stuff like that. But I remember, um, I, I guess, because price gouging was 
one of these uh, things and then is illegal or something like that. The FBI paid him a visit. They were going to get rid of his stuff. And, and I don't know. I don't know how the whole story. Oh, are you talking about, I, was, I didn't read it. Are you talking about the one that, uh, the man ended up donating everything? Cause there's no way he could sell it and he was going to get in trouble for posting it. Is that the one you're referring to or a different one? No, no, no. It didn't end as pretty as that. No, 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 no. It, it's some other situation. This dude, instead of, you know, coming clean and all that, he, I don't even know how the whole thing went. He, I know he lied a whole bunch. And then afterwards, uh, I, I, I think the whole thing ended with him coughing at the FBI agents. Oh. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I've got corona. And oh. the FBI agents slapped him with a $40,000 fine and called him a terrorist or some shit like that. I don't remember how. And I think he got jail time as well. I don't remember how the whole thing went because I didn't read the story. I was just told to me in the middle of a, a Monster Hunter World game. So, wow. you know, I was just like beating on this dragon. I heard this deplorable story. I thought that that, that was kind of funny. Technically, he was beating but, on his dragon too, but that ended up a lot yeah, worse. Yeah, I him. guess so. That's all he could probably do at this point in a jail cell. But, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just... It's just that, you know, a lot of people pro- try to profit off of this as well, and they, sometimes they do. I mean, like I just was just talking about, the stock market is uh, it's like the Wild West right now. But um, Amazon, though, Amazon is a good stock to invest on, although it's risen up quite high now. I don't think you can – I don't know how, how safe it is to play with it now, but if you had invested on Amazon earlier, you make a lot of money right now. It, they're going up because of all the deliveries that people need to do. Oh, yeah. The same with Apple, right? I mean, they're taking this opportunity. They've already publicly announced that they're looking into purchasing Disney. Uh, after it was like published that, you know, if somebody, some reporter had jokingly said, you know, if Apple wanted to, they could technically just buy Disney for what they're worth. And then a couple of weeks later, you see them saying that they're looking, they're seriously considering the possibility of purchasing it. But again, Disney's already at a huge loss because their parks are closed. And I mean, already they're, they kind of deserve it for what they've done to like all the different franchises, in my opinion. Yeah. But it's, it's just not fair because they've lost so many employees. They furloughed a few of them. And the same with Apple. You see, like, uh, the scummery, the, the the real corruption from when they say that if we just give tax breaks to big companies, they're going to give you jobs. And, you know, that's not true because we just see what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Apple exactly. has enough money. Right to now. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> right now. Exactly. You know, it's it's a time where people get weakened enough so that they get eaten up by other companies as to what you were just saying with, with Apple, with trying to think about buying Disney. It's, it's the same shit that Amazon does. I mean, bezels, that's one of bezels favorite strategies just buying people out. Walmart does the same shit as well. So now with the plague affecting Disney so badly, if Apple does buy Disney, it could be a very, very, very interesting um, thing coming forward. It could be extremely profitable or it could be extremely bad, but I mean, I, I, I hope that this disease doesn't go on for, you know, the rest of this year, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good right now. So I, I want to say this. I know that uh, I know Void is uh, going to have to leave soon, and I don't want to keep you on for too long, but I do have questions regarding this because I wanted this is some of the topics I wanted to talk to you about because I, I was sure that you might have some uh, you, some opinions and insight on what you feel that is happening and, you know, maybe uh, on the world in, in general. Uh, and often in this podcast, sure. we end up talking about philosophy. We end up talking about, you know, current events. And we have long discussions, but I don't want to keep it for too long. So uh, I want to make this question probably brief. And if you feel like you can talk about it more, please, you know, let's go ahead and do that. But it's up to you. Um, the question I want to ask is, seeing how things are working out right now, the one thing that is very common, I don't know if you live in the States or, you know, in Canada or I don't know where you live, but regardless, um, 
it's very important to remember history, right? In the year 2000, and we just talked about this in a recent episode, um, there was the, if you follow the stock market, you must be familiar with the tech bubble, right? In the stock market in the year 2000. Mm-hmm, of course. So once that, you know, busted open, <laughs> as for, for lack of a better uh, phrase, uh, we know that months later, I think it was about nine or, uh, I want to say nine or 10 months later, we saw the events of September 2001. So stock market crashed, and then mysteriously, coincidentally, whatever, it, we were attacked. America was attacked. Uh, that's what they say, but who knows, right? The um, September 11th uh, attack on the Twin Towers. So war was an excellent yep. way to distract this society on what just happened. You know, I think uh, I think the number I remember was something around 11 to 12 percent of the economy was affected uh, because of the tech bubble crash millions and hundreds of millions of dollars gone poof you know wasted so that's one thing and then we forward seven approximately seven or uh yeah seven years later 2008 um the stock market crashed in i think march or february of 2008 i don't remember too well and coincidentally enough 14 months later in 2009 when the full effects of the uh, stock market crash were really felt. People, you know, lost their jobs. People were losing homes left and right because the mortgages doubled and tripled because you know bad deals and no jobs, so you can't pay the rent. I don't have to explain that, and I think you know and the listeners know. Mm-hmm. But at that point, 2008 was also an important date because it was around the time where they had declared war on the Islamic State because the original war was coming to a close and they needed a way to extend it but also served as a way to get resources because obviously when the stock market crashes and the economy fails, they need something, right? I might be going off on a ledge by saying that, but okay. So that's one thing to my understanding. That's what's happened. That's what happened. But now we fast forward a couple years as this economy gets better and this unfortunate natural or man-made, it doesn't matter. You know, this incident occurs. That's what matters. We can fight and everybody can discuss how it happened, why it happened, but it did. What scares me, and I was talking to the guys, and they all have different opinions, but what scares us, um, the more we think about it, the more we know that the routine is crash, economy fails, need to support and get resources, and that's a war, right? It seems to always be that. What, yep. do, you, do you agree with that maybe or maybe not? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't expect to be asking such a political question at a time like this, but um, oh my bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really agree with these things, but in fact, I, I probably won't even be able to answer you. No, it's fine. It's straight fine. answer. But I can understand it like this. And as we just talked about with, um, with regards to Apple and Disney, a situation like this is an opportunity an opportunity for hungry wolves to tear the shit out of people mm-hmm. and going to war over resources is something that humans have been doing for thousands of years. It would not surprise me in the least. Do I support it? Probably not. We're right now going to war and or with our current technology is a lot different from back then when we were fighting with spears and swords. It, right now war could turn into something, uh, really deplorable shall i say yeah, it's yeah. not yeah and I, I don't really like modern war modern war is not the same as it was when you know we were riding on horses and slashing people with spears uh, with, with swords and stabbing people with spears and all that fun stuff it, there's no glory in it war nowadays is just about 
rich people fighting other rich people or just people getting re- stealing resources from others. It's just so I mean, war has always been the same. It's always been like that, but it's a lot more apparent. You can really feel it. So I am I am completely opposed with with war. I just want to you know make war in video games. I don't want to make war in real life. True. Stupid. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I hope that it doesn't happen. One cannot ignore history because it tends to repeat itself. But we, I really hope this period of peace was the longest one in known history. But I really hope it continues. Um, it's it's scary to think about it because I do remember the quote from World War One where they had writers explain what had happened um, when the French army met the German army for the first time in a battlefield. Right? They had descriptions that the French were wearing their you know family heirlooms. They were wearing their you know, uniforms nice and tidy and clean and pressed. They're white and blue, proud colors, their feathers on their hats, their swords at their side, riding their horses with muskets that take forever to reload. And they look across the field, and there you see an entire army of uh, plaided gray German soldiers with machine guns and tanks. And they were like, what? And obviously Mm -hmm. 31,000 people died at that first meet. And that was a horrible defeat for them. But, I mean... We don't know what kind of technology can be used in this one, and I really hope we don't ever have to find out. But I feel like there might be ways to create peace. I mean, there's a lot of resources in the world if they just find a way to work together. I mean, everyone's the same. Everybody wants to grow old with their family, maybe have kids or maybe have a loved one, significant other, enjoy their life, eat, prosper, and, you know, enjoy that time. But everyone's ways to get there is so different. I just really hope everyone can understand everybody has the same common goal. That's just my thought on it. You know, I really hope uh, it doesn't turn out that way. But I really hope that after this, everyone learns to kind of get along and maybe not depend on technology in order to uh, interact with each other as much. I mean, we still need it and it's important, but I just, I really hope for that. And I think the the podcast crew was very uh, on the same page for that. I I, I don't know if that's the same aspiration that you hope that this is what's going to come out of this rather than, you know, the obvious. I I think what skeptics are saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. I think a careful balance of everything is important. I mean, even now, I mean, we're, we're talking on Discord. Having this online interaction is important. It connects people together in ways that we couldn't do before. Like, um, how do I put this? There was a comparison before about how um, crime feels like there's a lot more crime going on. But you know what? Crime has always been kind of the same you just feel like there's more because now we get exposed to them much more readily through Reddit or news or whatever channels that we see. I feel like online is a very important thing, but I also feel that, you know, going out itself is also important. I am a more an advocate of a um, balance rather than uh, one thing or another. But right now, certainly I can feel a lot of people are going crazy at their homes and wondering what the fuck they're going to do. I mean, not everybody gets gets to do their businesses online like I do. So right now, you know, people are really going to worry about how they're going to keep themselves going. I mean, like the government stimulus thing might not even be enough. It And in fact, it's a dangerous move to do. If you're printing money, we're going to lose out a lot of value on our dollars. It's a very, very sticky situation where we are right now. And I, I don't, I, I dread to think about it. I'd rather not have to think about it. I'd rather just be playing games as a matter of fact. So... <laughs> I guess that's pretty much all I can say on the matter. 
Well, that's a good way to end it, I think. Uh, again, for everybody who's listened to this, we thank you. Uh, I'm very happy that we got a chance to talk to you. I really hope it's the first of other times where you can, you know, uh, come in and talk about some of the subjects we talk about. But for sure, uh, as some of the listeners know, uh, we usually do segments on, like, gaming. Uh, the new things that are coming out, like Valorant and uh, obviously Fire Emblem Heroes. And I hope uh, in the future we, we have you back on, and that'd be cool to be able to have those discussions again in the future. Sure, no problem. Give me a call. So can we can we tell them if you guys need to look for uh, Lubu, he has a Discord, and he also has a YouTube channel, obviously, if you want to uh, plug that uh, at this time. It's up to you. I mean, just give it as a link or something. I'm, I'm not going to be able to be like, oh, yeah, follow my Discord. Yeah. My Discord.com, the Q W E R five five five. They say blah 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 blah. Just drop him a link. Everything will be just fine. If you do that will do. Okay, I hope you guys follow him. He's an awesome guy. We'll drop it there. And humble man. I'll make sure everyone you know knows about it. Thank you. And uh, signing off, Void uh, guys. Yep. Thank you. Take care. Thank right. you. And thanks for being here again. Once again, it was awesome talking to you for a bit. No problem. Thank you, man. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye.